sports can teach you valuable lessons in life. It's not just about the dumb jocks, the cheerleaders, the pep rallies. No, there are skills that you learn through sports that can be transferred into your day-to-day life. But don't just take my word. Listen in as my guest, Miles, tells us about his participation in sports growing up and the things that he's learned and then how he transfers those skills into his day-to-day life now. Join me as Miles helps you see sports through a different lens this week on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time going on everybody i'm shane larson the game time guru today i'm on the road at uh my guest's house so uh today my guest is miles and i just want to say thanks miles for letting me come to your house and speak with you today um i appreciate it if you'd like to say hi to the audience have any words for them uh here's your chance miles say what's up well what's up everybody want to thank game time guru and shane larson for coming out today traveling to me instead of making me travel to him so appreciate you having me on the show heck yeah man it's uh it's my pleasure to be here i'm excited for today's topic um and you know okay so today is 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 a an interesting topic because we're going to be relating sports to real life however i do want to make sure that the uh, listeners know you know this is a sports podcast so i'm gonna give you 20 seconds real quick to break the ice i want you to tell everybody who are your favorite sports teams ready go so my favorite sports teams i'd have to say first and foremost the boise state broncos football team the Utah Jazz basketball team, San Francisco 49ers, LA Dodgers. And then when it comes to MLB, I'm more like I am a Dodgers fan, but I'm a players guy. I like Stanton. I like Bellinger. I like Seager. I like just, you name it. I just love baseball and fantasy baseball. So yeah, that's about it. All right. I like it. Okay. So now you guys have an idea of Miles's favorite sports teams uh, and his favorite sports players for that matter. Um, Another thing to kind of let the audience know who you are, um, can you just explain some of the hobbies you might have? What do you enjoy doing? What are some of your hobbies? Well, I love watching sports. Um, love playing fantasy sports. Fantasy baseball is probably my favorite. Nice. Enjoy going and playing golf. My wife plays with me, so that's fun. That's a good thing to Heck fight yeah. over. So um, enjoy camping, swimming, hanging out with friends, and then uh, I really like eating. So Okay. All right. That's that's not bad at all, man. Those sound like they're, uh, they're fun uh, hobbies. Yeah, eating. the last one's a little fattening, but it's okay. That's all right, I'm man. Married. It's all about that keto diet. Yeah, fattening. sure. Get yeah. It, huh? ding, ding. <laughs> all right. So, what I want you to do, Miles, is uh, basically it's it's a Tuesday right now. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Walk us through a typical Tuesday in the life of Miles. Yeah. Okay. So no problem. So wake up every morning. Well, try to wake up every morning at about six o'clock. Head to the gym. Work out. Some days hard. Some days I just walk on the treadmill or just sit in my car and come home then come home get ready for work and I work at a place called click funnels it's an online sales funnels and marketing software it's a great place absolutely love it and nice. then come home in the afternoon hang out with my wife uh, do my favorite things which is eating golfing or swimming and so yeah that's really it man nice nice okay so you'd say you're you're like a normal guy I mean you're basically working you're providing for your family and you're enjoying it on the along the way right oh yeah totally awesome all right well, so that's Miles' normal day. I want to flash back to when you were six years old, roughly. You're roughly six years old, and uh, it's Christmas. Explain what happened that Christmas morning when you were six years old. Yeah, so I actually, when I was that young, I didn't like sports at all. 
And I think my dad, my dad really loves sports, and I think he was trying to get me into it. And so for Christmas, instead of Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, he got me a Seattle Seahawks football, just this kind of cheap, crappy one. And I remember I was ticked off that he got it for me. He's like, I don't like sports. Thinking in my head, I was walking down the hallway to just throw it kind of in a pile in my room, and I threw the football down at the ground, and it bounced off my foot just right, and it came back, and I caught it. And so I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. And I remember I went and told my dad, I was like, hey, dad, check this out. And I showed him, and I he lit up like a Christmas tree and was like, you want to go play catch? And so we went outside in the freezing weather and played catch. And I think, well, actually, I know that's what got me on my path of loving sports. Nice. Okay, so it, it all started with a Seahawks football is what you're saying. It started with a crappy Christmas present, yeah. <laughs> okay. And earlier you mentioned you're a 49ers fan, and you received a Seahawks football why are you not a Seahawks fan? How did you become a 49er fan? Well, simple. The 49ers were winning then. <laughs> and I think my my dad was a 49ers fan. He was a Steve Young fan, Joe Montana fan. So, And he was from California. And so I just kind of followed in his footsteps. And I hate Seattle Seahawks. So, All right. So you would say you were a bandwagon fan at the age of six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, I think just about anybody is unless you know, you're born in Boston, Chicago, or New York. Okay. So, yeah, bandwagon total. Nice. All right. Well, at least you're proud of it. All right. So we're looking at about, you know, six, seven, eight years old, get the football. You started enjoying sports, playing catch with your dad. Um, when did you begin actually participating in sports and, and which sports did you participate in growing up? So I started playing uh, baseball, I think that year. And then uh, we got a basketball hoop in my front yard, played nice. basketball every day. All oh, those were the with, days. Yeah, with the basketball neighbors, hoop. the slanted driveway. So, you know, you could make one shot easier than the other on the driveway. <laughs> played with the, you know, neighborhood kids every day. Played home run derby. But as far as like organized sports, I played organized baseball starting at like age seven. And then organized football, I think when I was 10, that first year of Optimus that you could play tackle. So Okay. So you never played flag football. You went straight into tackle. It, correct. Okay, you're brave. All right. <laughs> Not a lot of people do that. That's actually really cool. And in regards to football, later on, you focused on football. Is that correct? Is it you, you focus more on football as you got older, like into the middle school, high school days? Yeah. So middle school, I actually I still played baseball, basketball, and football. Okay. And then when I got into high school, I played basketball my first two years of high school, and then football all four, and then golf my first two years. But um, I think self-awareness of my abilities kind of kicked in and I realized I was never a good basketball player and uh, probably should have kicked in for football because I was never really a good football player. Okay, I wouldn't necessarily say that, um, that you weren't a good football player. I actually, growing up with you, I've, I've known Miles, as I said in the beginning, um, in the introduction, I've known Miles for over, you know, 13, 14 years now. Um, I actually think you were a really good football player, but you'll never say that. That's just who you are. But anyways, um, I just tell the truth. I think that you just you utilize your skill sets. I mean, you knew what, where your strengths were and that was in football. Um, and you were part of a pretty successful football program, regardless if you think you were good or not, whatever you were, you were really good. And you were part of the a successful football program in Idaho, um, in high school and with that comes a lot of work. Um, so I want to dig deep back into your brain, right? We're going to go back about 12 years. Uh, varsity football at your high school, Meridian High School in Meridian, Idaho. With that, uh, with that kind of a program, the coaches demand a lot from you guys. And I want to know if you can you know, discuss some of your memories, uh, the good things, as well as the hard things that you had to go through. Yeah, I think 
obviously time kind of helps those things because the bad things at that time are now the good memories, right? So, I mean, we, we worked hard, like you said. We mm-hmm. lifted every morning. We had drills after school each day. Um, so it wasn't like they weren't necessarily voluntary workouts. They were, if you're not there, you're not playing. And so right. um, I kind of mentioned self-awareness earlier. Uh, I had to make sure I was at every lifting session, every after school, you know, all the drills, because if I wasn't, I don't think I would have played um, as much as I did. But so the good memories, I'd have to say lifting with all, all the buddies and everything. Cause you know, they're your teammates and then they're your friends and then they're your best friends and then they're your best men. And then, you know, it's just these bonds right. and friendships that you build for a lifetime, which have been awesome. So those are the good things. The bad things, honestly, I don't know if there were any, like the injuries at the time were bad, but now you look back and now they make you sound tough when you're telling your other friends, right. and coworkers. So I, I Honestly, I don't think I could think of bad memories. Okay. Well, tell us about one of the injuries you went through. Let's talk about those. Well, a few concussions. um, And then I hurt my elbow one year, but uh, just the running back blew right through my arm and I thought it was broken, but it just kind of tore a few ligaments and hyperextended it. So I was in a brace that year. Did you miss any games with the elbow injury? No, I didn't miss a play. Okay. How did you overcome that? Because I'd like you to explain that. I mean, you you basically kind of followed those that that uh that old school you know way of thinking which was you know wrap it up and play how, how did you overcome that because you did you had a pretty serious injury to your elbow which you claim still today that it, it will impact you from time to time with certain things that you do how did you overcome that back then and play well i mean so when it happened i thought it was broken right like i thought it snapped in half so i went back to the huddle and i was like <laughs> please i asked my teammates to call a timeout trying my hardest not to like cry or whimper like tell them hey it's broken like, no, it's not. You're being a wuss. You know, different, probably colorful language. And I looked down <laughs> and my arm looked fine. I was like, man, okay, it is fine. So I went up and I remember trying to block and I couldn't extend my arm out. I was like, well, crap, if I can't, I'm an offensive lineman. If I can't extend my arms, I'm kind of useless. And went to the locker room. And then, like you said, it's just kind of that play through it mentality. My coach called me a wuss and said, like, are you going to be a wuss all year? And so I was just like, uh, probably not. So I taped it up that game, got a brace for it the rest of the year and, it was just, I learned to block with one arm. So you kind of adapted to the situation, essentially. You went through a problem and adapted to it. Yeah, footwork and head placement and one arm placement was key. I got away with a lot of holds that year for some reason. Well, whatever, dude. Whatever works. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying, man. That's awesome, though. So you went through a couple of issues. Even though you said they weren't like bad memories, at least it was a hardship, and uh, you were able to overcome that. I like how you mentioned the bond um, that you had with your, your teammates going through the lifting programs and stuff um at your high school our high school i should say there was like a a little what what you would call like a little challenge in the in the weight room it's called the what was it, the 1200 pound club or 1600 pound club what was it so there was the 1200 pound club and then i think there were, i don't remember if it was the 15 or 1600 pound club but what the 1200 pound club was is you took your four main lifts your squat deadlift bench and power clean and if that equaled 400 or 1200 pounds you got your name up on the board, got a shirt, and then if you got up to the 1,500-pound club, the same thing. All right, so did you make it to the 1,200-pound club? I did. What year did you make it there? Uh, I think my junior year. Okay, so it was your junior year, and I remember your sophomore year, you were you had broken the 1,000-pound club, and I remember that because you were talking about it, and that's when you really started to get into it, and I just wanted to bring that up because I remember you putting in a lot of work throughout the summer and uh, putting on a lot of size. Uh, you freaking got way strong. Um, and do you think that has a lot to do with your teammates and the help and the and the entire atmosphere that was in the weight room? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, th- there's nothing better than that kind of atmosphere. Everybody, you know, a team, 
getting ready for a season. The coach is pushing you, but more so your teammates are pushing you. You don't want to be the one that's trying to hide in the corner of a weight room because, you know, our coach always used to say, you know, you can hide in the weight room, but the second you step on that field, if you've been taking, you know, days off, it's going to show. You'll be exposed on the field. I like that. I like that. We might have to quote that and put it in a meme. Um, all right, so we're uh, you graduate, right? So you graduate high school. You decided not to go, you know, play college football, and you decided to start real life. I mean, that's what a I, lot I didn't of decide do. that. The universities decided <laughs> that. Whatever, whatever happened, happened. Um, but real life started after after high school, um, and a lot has happened in the past ten years. Um, it's been roughly 10, 10 years, and uh, I want to see if you can uh, let the listeners know of any like maybe life hardship that you might have gone through and how you got through that, because we discussed a little bit about your football hardships or whatever it was, your injury that you went through, and we discussed your experience there. Maybe discuss something for the listeners about real life when they get outside of sports, something you went through and how you overcame that. Hmm, that's a good question. I think you know everybody in their life faces hardships, and right. I, I don't really recall necessarily one because I, I don't have any that really like stood out and slapped me in the face but every day or every week every month every year you face something different um, kind of the same thing when you're playing sports every week you're facing a different opponent and you have to adjust to the opponent and what they're going to run and what they're going to do you have to do the same thing to those hardships right you know something new slaps you in the face you have to learn to either deal with it overcome it you know so go through it around it or give up but that's really not an option like that, so like adapting to everything and, and being able to find a way out of it, like find a way through it, uh, keeping your head above water. Um, so would you say that there's some skills that you learn in, in in football for for one or any sport in general, like participating in them throughout your whole life, you know, growing up, at least in your youth, like there's some skills that you've learned and like what specific things would you call out that you've learned there that you can, you know, transfer to your, your everyday activities? Like you mentioned what you do on a daily basis, what your normal life's like, like, can you call out some specific skills that you can transfer? Yeah. I think there's a ton of things that, you know, are kind of apply in sports and in life. So one of the first things I mentioned was the sports that I wasn't good at was, was self-awareness. I had the self-awareness to realize like, hey, these are not my strengths, but I need to focus on what I'm good at, and that's football. And so that applies every day in my life, right? Like when I go into work, like I'm focusing on what I'm good on or good at. If I'm focusing on what my weaknesses are, I- I'm really not going to be as effective as if I was focusing on what I'm good at. Um, so I think self-awareness early on, that was a good thing that it taught me. Um... Well, obviously hard work, right? Like right. that's without a doubt. The Every morning before school, every day after school, um, just had to put in the time and the effort. And it's the same thing at, at work, at home, family life, you know, hanging out with friends. You have to put in the time and the effort to make those relationships or, you know, your career continue to progress and become better. I like that. And one question I wanted to ask you was, I mean, I, I know you, you respect your coaches and stuff. Did you always love your coaches every single day? I hated them every single day, but, but I mean, you respect, I respected them more than any person, uh, besides probably my dad or my grandpa. Like they're probably the greatest father figures I had were my coaches. Right. And, uh, why is that? Do you think like, why do you respect because they were like a father figure? Is that what you're saying? Like they were like a father figure to you. That's why you respect them so much. I think because of the, like, obviously my dad taught me things inside the home, but my coaches on the football field taught me a lot about like just how to be a team player, how to work hard, how to push through and persevere. And those things 
follow you off the football field everywhere you go. Um, cause again, it's the same thing in life. Like when you're at the office, you can't hide in the office. And then when something, a big project comes up and they call your name, if you haven't been putting in the work, you're going to be exposed and you're going to get fired. Same thing with a family, you know, or, or friends. If, if you're not doing the things that you need to, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family members. You're going to lose trust. And it's just those, those coaches taught me those things. I like that. Um, it, when it goes to coaches and, and I think I can relate in, in some regard here is like, you don't always love your coaches. Like Miles said, in fact, you hate them sometimes, but you respect them. Um, they're your authority figure, right? They're, they're the ones calling the shots and they're, and you know that what they're teaching is the right thing. It's just, you know, sometimes it's really hard in the spur of the moment. I think the same thing can be said at, at work, um, or wherever you might be school, wherever it is. Sometimes you don't like your professor. Sometimes you don't like your boss. Sometimes you don't necessarily agree with everything that they tell you but you got to respect them um, and it kind of sounds like that's what how, what you took from as well like you respect them you listen to them you saw the results same thing in real life with anything for that matter you, you respect authority and I like that um, one day like let's say that you know you decide you don't have any kids yet right nope not yet but one day maybe you'll you will have kids will you encourage your kids to participate in sports yeah I think so I mean like I'm never gonna be the one to push him to go play sports um, or maybe I, I obviously I'm not in that position. Right. And I don't know if I'm going to be one of those that has to live through my kids because I haven't had a good enough life or I just, but whatever it is, I want the best for him. So if sports is going to bring him the most happiness, then yeah, let's do it. If art and drawing is going to bring him the most happiness, let's do it. If being business minded is going to bring him the most happiness. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but will I be happy if they want to play sports? Heck yeah. If they want to play football, I support it. I know the concussion thing's a big deal, but I mean, I only have a few issues. And I mean, you're fine. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I mean, totally, you're all right. Um, I think it's almost like a you, you can take some time off as a father. Like you let them go play sports. They, you get the the coaches to do all the dirty yeah, work. Yeah, totally. I and mean, you can be the nice one at home. Serious, because I mean, my coaches they really coaches and the you know you talk about bosses. What they do is they do a good job of suffocating excuses. Right? They get rid of the excuses that you have, and I think that's why you get irritated with them. It's like, okay, they're not allowing me to make up excuses of why I'm tired or why I can't do this drill or why I can't turn my work in on time. It, they don't care and they get rid of that and it's frustrating, but it teaches you how to do the right things at the right time in the right places. Absolutely. I like it, man. Um, I appreciate you, you breaking that down for us and, and sharing some of your own personal experiences with us. Um, I, I would like to just have you, you know, tell the, tell the audience a little bit about, uh, maybe share with us a favorite sports memory that you have. So I don't know if your listeners know, but so Shane and I have been best friends for a long time and he, him and I are actually like traveling buddies when it comes to sports, right? I haven't been on the last few adventures he's gone on, but we went to the 2007 Fiesta Bowl and then we went to Atlanta when Boise State played Georgia. We went to Washington DC when Boise State played Virginia Tech, countless jazz games. I mean, oh, yeah. we've done all these things and the, the greatest sports memory or moment I should say, is obviously the 2007 Fiesta Bowl with all the trick plays that Boise State used to beat Oklahoma. But it's not necessarily the moments in those games. It's everything that leads up to those moments or the things after. The car rides, the plane rides, the getting Uh. lost in Atlanta and being scared to death, you know, walking around at one in the morning like, where are we? Or getting (laughs) off at a train stop and someone saying, hey, you better get back on and leave. Or, you know. Whereabouts on King Street. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's. (laughs) the experiences and then you know there's arguments and fights and but there's also a lot of good times i mean i think some of the best memories in my life don't tell my wife but they're they're the sports trips 
tell her not to listen to this then not that she does anyways yeah she uh, hates the show no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right man um before we go i want you to just take a listen to this uh little sound clip if we can get it to work His legs might be critical here to save time on throwing the ball. Down the middle, James, the lateral! To the corner of the end zone! Can you believe that? What comes to mind when you hear that? Well, I get goosebumps right now, but (laughs) honestly, so Shane and I were sitting right there. We were on the 25-yard line, and when he caught that, I remember just I remember the noise I made. I could remember kind of hearing everybody else, and it's just like, ah, that kind of like, what's he doing? Because he turned towards the middle of the field to run, and all of a sudden, we watched him flick that back, and oh, man, it was insane. I remember, I think I pushed Shane yep. 20 feet. You knocked, well, he knocked me over to the people next to I couldn't get and, up. <laughs> yeah, and they were Oklahoma Sooner fans, I think, but I went just nuts. I remember everybody else was. It was probably, that. that's probably the greatest sports moment ever. I mean, when they won it, that was crazy, but fourth and eighteen hook and ladder you gotta be kidding me we're talking like over 10 years later still sticks in your mind you remember where you were it's one of those moments you'll never forget yeah i love it too um like i said miles i appreciate you coming on to the show today uh that's all we got for you today on the game time guru but uh, hopefully i can bring you back on in the future we can discuss some other topics um is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before you head out no just want to say thanks for having me on really appreciate it it's been fun glad you came out here and checked out the house and uh Keep listening to Game Time Guru. Go follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to go to iTunes and leave a review. If you do, it helps him. And who knows, he might do like maybe a giveaway one day of like something. Who knows? Exactly right. I appreciate the support, man. For all you listeners, uh, I'll talk to you next week. This is the Game Time Guru. Out.